Who are our favorite sleeper plays deep wise in week 18? And what do we like for our prize pick six a week and our FanDuel lineups here? We're breaking down to close another week of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm worried about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. All right, Michelle, here we are, week 18, our final show of the regular season here. We'll give you some playoff advice here going forward as well as we play fantasy there, and we'll do it a lot through the daily fantasy options, of course. So there's some leagues are created there maybe at home to play through the playoffs but really it's all about uh, dfs and trying to get there and we're always looking for the sleepers the guys that have some value there we're actually going to change it up a little bit and we're going to add our fandle lineups we haven't shared them with each other so they'll be interesting as we reveal who we're playing this week cross positions on the key slate here so we'll do that for First, we got to get into our sleepers. Before we also do that, I got to tell you this episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockdownNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockdownNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Michelle, let's reveal your three favorite sleeper plays. And these are guys that you may consider as flex plays this week. Yeah, so these are all backups that I expect to have big roles in their offense this week. First up being Pierre Strong Jr., Browns running back for the Bengals. No reason for the Browns to risk Jerome Ford or Kareem Hunt getting hurt. They've been leaning on those guys all year long. So Pierre Strong only has 49 carries this season, right? But he's been efficient on those carries, 4.6 yards per carry. And the Bengals, the team that he's going against, they're allowing the third most yards per carry to running backs this this season at 4.6. So exactly what Strong is averaging. And running backs versus the Bengals since week 10. These are the guys that they allowed to score at least 21 fantasy points, which is a ton. Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Ty Chandler, Devin Singletary, and Gus Edwards. Also, Travis Etienne and Najee Harris twice had really solid games against the Bengals, too. And this is all just since week 10. They've really been struggling in that area to stop the run. So really like Pierre Strong Jr. this week with the volume that he should get. Next up is tight end for the Ravens, Charlie Collaire uh, versus my Steelers. But the Steelers are super weak inside linebacker and just covering the middle overall. Noah Fant, who rarely ever does anything, right? Just last week had five receptions for 59 yards and six targets. And, like, the Seahawks aren't really a team that utilize the tight end too much. Noah Fant doesn't do all that much. But because the middle is so weak for the Steelers, they did take advantage of that. And the, the Ravens will do the same thing. You have playmakers sitting out, resting in this game for the Ravens. Last week, they just rested the starters at near the end of the game because they were killing the Dolphins. Guess who had a, a touchdown at the end there? 19-yard touchdown was Colaire from Tyler Huntley, who will be starting at quarterback yeah. for the Ravens. Last year in week 18, when they rested starters, uh, Charlie Collar had four receptions, 49 yards from Anthony Brown, who I think he'll 
you know, I think Tyler Huntley is a little bit better than that. So I really like him this week as a sleeper tight end. And then last up, Ronnie Bell, the 49ers rookie wide receiver going up against the Rams. Uh, in the pre preseason, Sam Darnold showed a strong connection with Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell looked really good in the preseason. But Darnold to Bell in the preseason, they connected on five, recep five receptions for 95 receiving yards. He should get a ton of playing time with Debo and Ayuk and even Jawan Jennings resting and George Kittle. I mean, who else are they going to target? And the Rams have allowed the most fantasy points per game to wide receivers across the league over the last seven weeks. They've allowed Terry McLaurin, Chris Olave, Curtis Samuel, Darius Slayton, DK Metcalf, and Zay Flowers and Wondell Robinson to all have 20-plus points, while OBJ, Rashid Shahid, and Marquise Brown also all had really good games against them as well just over the last seven weeks. So really like this matchup for Ronnie Bell. Yeah, I also love Ronnie Bell's name. I mean, I've been talking about it because Bell Biv DeVoe, and it's just a great name that there's actually a guy named Ronnie Bell, and it's Michigan, right? Michigan, all things Michigan are rolling right now. So he's probably going to be excited. Nico Collins, you mentioned a lot, another Michigan wide receiver. Michigan's playing in the championship, so maybe a little bit of inspiration, and all these guys from Michigan could play really well. So sometimes some underrated things like that can affect fantasy and performance. So I love your picks and I got three interesting picks as well. I got one from that same game. I'll get into him second, but Julian McLaughlin is my guy. Number one, because look, he's getting more and more looks here down the stretch. They've promised him a little bit more. They want to see him if he's the future, right? I mean, Samaji Piran is just a backup. Javante Williams has kind of been in and out of the good feelings of Sean Payton all year. Julian McLaughlin, they love, right? He's a little guy, but he's got a lot of speed, explosiveness. The Raiders' run defense has gotten a little bit better in recent weeks, but still pretty bad. So I think if he can get 12 touches, and he's been right at eight or so last couple of weeks, I think if he can get to 12 to 15 touches, I think he can have a very productive game for you, at least in the flex. But I do like him quite a bit this week. Again, he's a good runner, he's explosive, and he can, of course, uh, do it in just a couple of plays. Now, Tutu Atwell, he's kind of taking a back seat here to Demarcus Robinson when they go to three wide receiver sets with the Rams. But overall, I mean, he was making a lot of plays early in the season, right, when you didn't have Cooper Cup. And now they're going to rest Cooper Cup. They're probably going to rest Puka Nakua. We talked about Demarcus Robinson being a good play here. Atwell, he needs to kind of show something here. He's kind of been demoted, which after his hot start, you would not have expected that. But he wants to show something. He doesn't want to be another Van Jefferson in this offense. So I think he'll be motivated as well here to show Sean McVay that he belongs to Ram. And then finally, Wondell Robinson. We've seen him do some damage here. I know Darius Slayton has been the big scorer the last couple of weeks, but basically this is probably your future, right? I mean, Darius Slayton, we kind of wrote off, but he's pretty good on the outside. He's good chemistry with all the quarterbacks that have been in there. So, and Robinson is the guy that they drafted high to be a playmaker, right? All over the field, kind of like the better version of Kadarius Tony that they expect that. So it's an Eagles matchup. The secondary stinks. A secondary might even be resting more players. So I like Wondell Robinson this week. So three pretty good sleepers there, I think as well. Yeah, I would say uh, for the Giants, I would stick with Darius Slayton over Wondell Robinson just because Tyra Taylor can throw the deep ball. And Slayton's that deep guy. And the Eagles, like you said, secondary is pretty garbage. So if I'm just counting on a Giants wide receiver to have a big play so I don't have to worry about too much volume, it would be Slayton. And then for the Rams, I tell like Tutu Atwell's getting showed up by Demarcus Robinson. He needs to prove, yeah. like, hey, I need to be on this field more. 
But I, I'm not sure how much Demarcus Robinson will play because he has been such a big part of their offense. Maybe they are more safe with him. Obviously, if Robinson is out there, that would be the guy you'd want to go with. But if you wanted to go even deeper, Tito Atwell, this is his game to show what he has. And Jaleel McLaughlin, I, I was telling you uh, on, I think, Tuesday, no, on Wednesday show, Javante Williams was my fade of the week. There's really no reason to give him too much workload. You know what you got out of him. He's been insanely inefficient. And if they're they're not really playing for anything, right? They already given up. They already put Russell Wilson on the bench. So at that point, why wouldn't you see what you have from your younger running back? So I like those three sleeper picks, but yeah. Yeah, and we will get into some guys, and you might consider these guys in your DFS lineups or look at their over and their – Numbers there, more or less, there for you on price picks. We will get into our price picks of the week, and we'll reveal our fan lineups. We've not shared them with each other here, so it'll be exciting as we look at the starters we've chosen. We can disagree and uh, do all that. It'll be a good, fun way to end this week and the regular season analysis. Before we do that, I can tell you a little bit more about LinkedIn Jobs. It is a new year and you want to get off to the right start if you're a small business owner and you're probably asking yourself the same question as a small business owner. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate to think about hiring in 24 hours. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading Betters, LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. That's where LinkedIn is here to help. Thankfully, LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Michelle, let's uh, get into our prize picks of the week. We moved it up a little bit because we want to reveal a fandom lineup here in our final segment. So, again, these are usually related to the guys that we recommended and liked across the board. So I'll let you uh, have at it. And we've uh, gone a bonus pick this week as well. You mean three regular picks, and we've each got a demon pick. So really pushing it there with those picks. Yeah, so my I've been talking about these this duo right? The Texans do. I think the Texans beat the Colts. I think it's a high scoring game between the two. And I think Nico Collins will have a massive performance and his projection right now is set at 73 and a half receiving yards. So I'm taking more than that. The last three full games he's played with Stroud, he's had 104, 191 and 80 receiving yards. So easily hit that number in all three of those games and we have noah brown out he's officially been ruled out of this game we obviously have tank dell out he's been out for a while now it's really him and dalton schultz like who else is cj Stroud going to throw to i think this is how many times have we seen a nico collins game where he has 140 plus yards like that happens with a lot of these texans wide receivers this year and i think he could double this number at 73 and a half so Definitely taking more than that projection. And then to go with that, it's CJ Stroud more than one and a half passing touchdowns. He has not hit that in any of his last three games. It's been, it hasn't been as great as it was earlier on in the year where he was almost always throwing at least two touchdowns. But again, in this matchup, it's not like the Colts are the easiest matchup ever, but I did bring up on Wednesday's show the, the, the quarterbacks that the Colts have played against. And I'll say that list again in case you missed it. 
Since week nine, the Colts have played against Bryce Young, Mac Jones, Baker Mayfield, Will Levis, Jake Browning, Mitch Trubisky, Taylor Heineke, and Aiden O'Connell. So I don't care what their stats say. If they say they're middle of the pack against quarterbacks, cool, you should be. Look at the quarterbacks that you played against. Just last week, Aiden O'Connell put up two passing touchdowns against the Colts. If Aiden O'Connell can do it, C.J. Stroud is going to do it in such a massive, huge game for the Texans to win and make the playoffs. And then my last one, this is a smash for me. I can't believe his projection is so low. It's Khalil Herbert, more than 56 and a half rushing yards against the Packers. Packers have allowed the 10th most rushing yards in the NFL this season, but all of a sudden the Bears are starting to lean on Khalil Herbert, which we wanted them to do all year long. But over the last two weeks, 20 carries and 18 carries, 112 rushing yards, 124 rushing yards, more than double what he needs here. Earlier on in the year, there was only one other game that he had at least 18 carries in that game, 103 rushing yards. If you give him the volume, he's going to smash this. And I, I see no reason why they would go away from giving him the volume the last two weeks. He got the volume the last two weeks. They've won pretty handedly, right? Maybe that's why you say he got the volume. But at the same time, the Bears win by relying on the running game to open up the passing game. And the Packers defense has been really just yeah. hit or miss, but really mostly misses. It's been rough as of late. So I fully expect Herbert to have a great game against the Packers and for the Bears to win. And then my favorite demon pick. So demon pick means it's it's riskier, it's spicier, and you get more money if the pick hits, right? So I'm going with Najee Harris more than a half a rushing plus receiving touchdown. So he just needs one scrimmage touchdown to hit this more. And he's been getting a ton of work over the last two weeks. 27 carries last week, 19 carries the week prior. Three rushing touchdowns over that span. Mason Rudolph is still the starter for the Steelers. Thank goodness. Kenny Pickett can stay in Pittsburgh for all I care. Don't yeah. even bring him on the trip. And the Ravens are resting their starters. So it should it should make for an easier matchup. And at least it should make for the game to be closer, right? The Ravens shouldn't destroy the Steelers, hopefully, with Tyler Huntley and their backups. At least, at the very least, it should be close or the Steelers should be up. So I really like the option here for Najee Harris to get into the end zone at least one time. Yeah, I like, Michelle, that you've got a lot of people that are motivated, right? They're all playing in key games. I mean, Khalil Herbert, no playoffs on the line, but they can still spoil and really play well against the Packers. It's a rivalry game. So the Texans really need Collins and Stroud to come through, and Harris has to be the guy here. And you've seen the running game open up with uh, Mason Rudolph there. So I love those picks. Now, I, I can't go out of the season without a quarterback rushing number here. I'm going to Kyler Murray this week, 31.5 more against the Seahawks. The Seahawks allow about 25-plus rushing yards a game, two quarterbacks. But those are average quarterbacks for the most part. When you put them in a composite, none of them are the runner that Kyler Murray is, right? I mean, that's the mean. So now you think if someone's going to go above that mean, it's going to be Murray. With his running around, the Seahawks, the way their coverage is, things are going to be open, and we also think this could be a shootout. And They could also be playing from behind, which would – make Murray create a little bit more when things break down. So 31.5 is a really low number for me, so I'm taking that. Now, Jonathan Taylor, this one is a little riskier. This is for Saturday, and you got one for Saturday too with Nadia Harris. But when we look at this number, 13.5 receiving yards, I'm not too interested in the rushing yard number. It's a little bit too high for me against the Texans. They've been pretty good. So that says they're going to have to get the ball in the hands of Taylor in different ways, and the Texans can be – a little bit leaky with that. And then when they struggle running Taylor is when they use him 
as a pass catcher, right? I mean, if they run and he does everything, they're not going to really throw to him all that much. And it's been a thing all year long. And I think that's a carryover from the Eagles, who didn't throw to the running back all that much last year under Shane Steichen. So Jonathan Taylor, though, 13.5. I think he can do this in one or two catches. And if he gets two catches, I feel pretty good that he's going to hit this number. Then Rashad White, this is my smash play here. I've looked at this number. I thought it was pretty low, 70.5 rushing yards against the Panthers. Everywhere you look, he's the number one fantasy back on the board here for week 18. They're playing the Panthers. They give up a lot of rushing touchdowns. He's going to be the lifeblood of what they're going to do here to try to win the division. So Rashad White, let's not mess around. It just goes 70.5. Then finally, Demon Pick. Look, he was shut down the first time, but it's Tyreek Hill. He's got to be motivated a little bit here, right? I know he's not going to get to 2,000 yards. That's not going to happen. The Bills' defense is too good. He's going to have to get well more than 200 in this game. That's not going to happen, but 124.5, this is a Demon Pick. Look, it's a little bit modest, well, under 100 without the demon, but I'm going with this. They need him. This is the type of game that he should thrive in. It's a primetime game. So I'm taking him. And he's a good matchup, actually, all over the field if they can get him open in the slot. So 124.5 receiving yards there is my demon pick with Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and for like Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill and Christian McCaffrey are the same players, right? Their projection looks so scary, and you're like, oh, man. But they like, how many times do they hit it? Like, just all the time. Like, there's really not a number that you can go high enough that it's like, oh, they can't do this. But especially if the Dolphins are going to win this game, they're going to need Tyreek Hill to have a huge, massive game. So for a demon pick where you make extra if if he hits that, then I'm all down for that. Rashad White, easy, easy against the Panthers. That's what the... The Buccaneers need to be just leaning on the run game, right? Don't let Baker Mayfield ruin this game for you and ruin the playoff chances. Lean on the run game. Get the ball to Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. But, like, don't don't do anything too crazy. And Kyler Murray, I already mentioned, he's one of my favorite plays of this week against the Seahawks. Seahawks' run defense has been incredibly bad. We saw Jalen Hurts a couple weeks ago put up over 80 rushing yards against the Seahawks. So I, I think they're going to struggle with Kyler Murray here against James Conner and against Kyler Murray. So like all those running backs with receiving yards are really hard. I don't love those. Uh, I don't love putting yeah. money down on those because it's so inconsistent with those guys. Even the ones that are used heavily in the passing yeah, game, sure. it's inconsistent. So uh, that one's a little bit riskier for me, but I love the Murray Rashad White and the Tyreek Hill demon pick. Um, we're going to do a fun little thing though in our last segment. So we're going to each... Uh, give you our FanDuel lineup. So we each made a FanDuel lineup this week that, you know, of the best values. We had to stay under the budget. If you've ever played FanDuel, you know what I'm talking about here. You have to make a lineup and stay within a budget. And Vinny and I both don't know what our teams are, but we're going to compete against each other this week and see who can win. But we are going to announce those teams in this final segment. But first, let's talk about another one of our find sponsors. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever find that just as you're trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking? Do your thoughts start racing right before bed or other inopportune moments? It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. I know personally online therapy has helped me a ton just through like the rough patches of life, but also just everyday anxieties. Anytime that I, after my appointments and my online therapy, I feel so much better. It's been so helpful for me. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. Give online therapy a try at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn and get on your way to being your best self. All right, Vinny, we're going to go position by position. Do you have your roster up and ready to go? Yes, I do. Um, so do you want me to go first with the quarterbacks? I can do Yeah, that. you tell me your quarterback that you picked, and they'll tell you. It mine. is your favorite player, Michelle. His name is Derek Carr. And <laughs> nice. I put him in there because really, quite frankly, I filled out quarterback last. And he was the guy that I could afford most that fit what I was doing. He does. However, have a stack in this game. So I will not tell you who that stack is yet, but I'm going with Derek Carr. I think he's going to have to throw quite a bit on Atlanta. He's played well in recent weeks. So I'm going with him to have a solid game here this week and help me because I've loaded up elsewhere. So I paid up for my quarterback, so I went a different option. So that means I'm going to have some weaker players elsewhere while you have stronger. But I'm going with Justin Fields. Against the Packers, he was one of the pricier ones, but I think he has a huge game against this Packers defense that's been struggling. And he, Justin Fields, has been on fire. What he's been a top two quarterback in three of the last, or yeah, three of the last four weeks. So I'm going with Fields, and I like him to destroy Derek Carr in this uh, matchup. <laughs> who, who are your two running backs? Well, their last name is the exact same. I'm going Zamir White and Rashad White. And I told you about Rashad White, why I like him in Smash. He might be the top running back play on the board this week. Zimmer White gets the Broncos. He looked really good. He's given them a lot of reason to move on from Josh Jacobs. They're in Las Vegas with the new coaching staff. I really like it. Latest Georgia back to really be awesome in the NFL. So I'm going with White and White as my backfield. I like it. Uh, I'm going with Khalil Herbert and Pierre Strong Jr. I told you about Pierre Strong Jr. earlier on. I think he gets a... Most of the volume he should, and in a really nice matchup for the Bengals, have been giving up a ton of fantasy points to running back since week 10. And then Khalil Herbert, yeah, I'm mixing him up with my quarterback here. That might seem silly, but we've seen both Fields and Khalil Herbert have nice fantasy weeks as of late. I've just talked about Herbert, too. He's getting a lot of carries, and he's super efficient running back. So I think both Fields and Herbert can have nice games on the ground. And then I get, I hopefully get whatever touchdowns come from the bears this week. Right. Uh, hopefully nobody else randomly scores between besides uh, fields or Herbert, but those are my two guys. Again, pure strong and Herbert Herbert was a little bit pricier, but pure strong was nice and cheap for me. Yeah. Those are good calls. I mean, we have to stick with our guns with the guys that we've invested in now. We get got to get into our three wide receivers, and I'll tell you who I have. Um, C.D. Lamb and Justin okay, Jefferson are up. both. Yeah, I paid up for both of those guys. They're both on this team. So if I paid up for both of those guys, then the third guy is going to be a little bit of a punt play. And, that, and I think this guy was pretty good last week, and he's their healthiest receiver, Alex Erickson, for the Chargers against the – Chiefs. I mean, he's the last guy standing at wide receiver. He's getting a ton of targets. He has some chemistry East and stick. But if Lamb and Jefferson go up, I don't need all that much from Erickson to pay off here. Yeah. So I, you definitely, CD Lamb and Justin Jefferson, those are great buys right there. Very expensive. But then you, you grab a nice cheap guy that's been getting the volume. I'll say, so I'm 
I'm going all in on the Bears this week. So my wide receiver is DJ Moore to go with that connection with Fields. I need the Bears to put up 30-plus points to have a chance in this matchup, but I think they can. So I'm going with DJ Moore for that connection with Fields. Then Demarcus Robinson of the Rams. He's been getting so many targets, and he's been really solid. And if you're telling me Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua are going to you know, be sitting out and getting some time to rest before the playoffs – now, my only hope is that they don't also rest Demarcus Robinson, but they need they need players out there. You can't rest everybody. So I, I wouldn't see why Demarcus Robinson would be rested. Uh, I, I like him in that matchup against the 49ers, too. They're allowing a lot of receptions to wide receivers this year. My other two, Gabe, or my other one is Gabe Davis. I'm ending with him. I'm going to give him a shot. I do think in this Miami matchup, they're going, the Bills need Gabe Davis because they're, Dolphins are going to focus on stopping Stephon Diggs and they need Gabe Davis to come through. And we know Gabe Davis could win. Like he could put up 30 points. So it's a high, high ceiling, just a super low floor as well. Who are you going with at tight end? Well, I didn't mention I have a stack with Carr. This is it. I have Carr and Juwan Johnson. Nice. He was a good price point. The Falcons struggle against the tight end. He's only uh, 5,400. So when I look at that, yeah, it's really good for Johnson to score a touchdown. I think he can cash in a few more yards and targets. So I'm going with him there as my tight end. And you knew I was going to have to save a little bit at tight end with my two wide receivers. Yeah, I, my flex was pricey, so I'll say that. So I had to save a tight end as well. I'm going with Tucker Craft. Talk about him yesterday. Love the matchup against the Bears. They're allowing uh, the six most fantasy points to tight ends this season. You have a lot of injuries on the Packers side of the ball. And even if Luke Musgrave is back, I'm not worried about him taking too many snaps. So Tucker Craft has been super just reliant. He's steady, and that's what I wanted in this slot here, just a steady guy that's cheaper. Yeah, I, I like that. And now our flex, and I, I and I just realized my flex and defense go against each other a little bit, but that's okay. I've got Jaleel McLaughlin there. I mean, I talked about him putting him as a flex. He seems like the ideal flex to put in here, get some volume, and I think it's going to be trailing for the Broncos. So I like McLaughlin there. So I we actually have one same player throughout all of this. We'll see if our defense is the same. But it's C.D. Lamb. So I put C.D. Lamb in my flex okay. because I had the money. That flex was the last spot I did. I had the money to pay all the way up. He's one of the most expensive guys in the week. But against the commanders, how do you not pick C.D. Lamb? In a game the Cowboys have to win to win the division. They have to keep these guys out there at least until they have a huge lead. And if they have a huge lead, that should mean C.D. Lamb already had a great game. So I, I'm with you there. C.D. Lamb was well worth the pay up this week. And we both have him, which, thank goodness, I put him in my lineup because I'd be sweating it out if you had him and I didn't. Yeah, and uh, maybe we do have the same defense. But I actually did correlate this defense with one of my running backs. Not my flex play, but I'm going with the Raiders. And here's why. I picked the Raiders at home. They're actually a very good price point. They're in the middle of the pack, 3700 They're on FanDuel. And part of it is they know Jared Sidham. He was a Raider last year. They're going to know his strengths, weaknesses. So... As brief as his time was there with the Raiders, they're going to come after him and know what he does right and wrong. And what else are they doing? They're trying to get Antonio Pierce's job. I mean, Devontae Adams has come out and lobbied that he should be the next coach. What is that defense going to do? They're going to fly around for this guy trying to get that job for Pierce. So I think that's uh, something that's going to happen. So that's why emotions putting into it, I like the Raiders. 
Yeah, that's a that's a good pick there. I went with the Titans about the same price point, 3,800. But it, it seems like the Titans are going to go all out to beat their division rival Jaguars and knock them out of the playoffs. The Jaguars, I mean, if Trevor Lawrence, right now he's questionable, right? I think he does play, but what is it going to look like with the hurt yeah. shoulder? It hasn't been pretty even when he was out there lately because of the injuries and I just don't think it's going to be a pretty performance by the Jaguars on offense. So the Titans are going to be motivated to kick their booties. You know, you know, they're going to come out with just on fire. So I think the Titans defense could come up with some big sacks and hopefully some turnovers and they were cheaper and I needed to go that route. So that's why I went with the Titans. Yeah. So I think it was a good lineup. So we'll have to see how they fare. We'll keep a tally here on who comes through, but yeah, it's fun. That's what we have now. We'll have DFS, of course, all throughout the playoffs. I mean, that's where we're going to be looking at and some good slates there with the games coming up. So we'll have that for you as the playoff analysis. Then we'll have a lot of good off-season analysis for you. So we're a destination here, Lockdown Fantasy Football, to be your smartest player in your fantasy football league, whether you're playing DFS or seasonal, and we'll be here year-round for you. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.